everybody, welcome to episode two of Other People's Stories. It's just us, Elizabeth and Lauren. We're real excited to be here, but we're more excited for our guest. Go ahead, Liz. David Birchfield. Hello, welcome. Hi. <laughs> welcome on. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Um, so, David, you are a musician. What is your genre? that you love to play well it's like a cheater word because i just call it americana which is like an industry term that was made up to cover things that don't fit in boxes oh so oh. you're an outsider like the island of misfit toys, toys. genre what no, no. <laughs> <laughs> never saw that christmas special i did it i really identified with it as a kid the island of misfit toys look it up later you'll okay. have a grand old yeah. time I'll check basically it out. all the toys that were broken and they went there to, wasn't a place for them and so they go to this island oh. yeah and that's americana is what i'm <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah it's like country that sounds like texas country 30 years ago and yeah. Bluegrass and folk music all kind of like. I love that, that good stuff. Up. It's that earthy stuff that I really, really like. Yeah. Yeah. Earthy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. My bass player today was like, can I wear sandals? And I was like, never. And you already knew that. <laughs> and then I texted, this is a band text. And I was like, damn it, Matt, this is an Americana band. You better come covered in mechanic grease and ready to yes! sing about yes! daddy's accident in the mill yeah right yeah. no America. sandals don't come with your birkenstocks no way no way <laughs> no way unacceptable no we don't no, want to see it we don't want to see yeah it. that's interesting that's like i guess i've i listened to americana i just didn't know it was americana there you i just go. thought it sounded good there you go. Israeli. Yeah, that's earthy, actually. And gritty. I think anytime I've listened to Americana and I somebody has said that, I'm like, I don't know what that means. So you explaining yeah. it like that, it actually does represent the sound really, really well. Yeah, yeah. and it's a pretty big box. I too, agree. Yeah, it is a pretty which big box. I need because some of my songs are more like old country songs, and some are more like weird indie folk, and then yeah. I kind of yeah. try to hold it all together. So that's great. Yes, yeah. I hate new country. Yeah. Oh. I think most people are agreed on that. Yeah. There's like a subset that are just gung-ho, but I am not, I'm not there. See, and that's where I, because people will be like, I hate country, but I'm like, listen, Dolly Parton is a goddess. Is she is? And like Johnny Cash, like there's that old country sound, which is kind of that Americana vibe, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good, yeah, it is. We love that. that. It's like, I like gritty. It's yeah. like a little bit gritty. They yeah. need but like in like the perfect cowboy way. killers. Yes, cowboy killers. Marlboro Blacks. There you go. Exactly, yeah. right? What yeah. instrument do you mainly play? Mainly guitar. Mainly guitar. Okay, yeah. so have you dabbled in other instruments? There's a banjo in my car right now that oh I might play tonight. We have a show tonight. Um, do you teach banjo? No. Oh, darn it. She has a little baby I, banjo. I have a little banjo lately. In, oh. It's like a banjo and a ukulele, and it terrifies me to even think about playing it, but the banjo is one of the most beautiful instruments, I think. Yeah. Well, I could teach you that, because that plays more like a ukulele. I would love that. Than teach a banjo. I love that sound. It's such a unique, interesting sound. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. So, it, oh, oh go sorry. ahead. No, you go. <laughs> is it super hard? Is it way harder than the guitar, banjo? It's just different. It's not more difficult? Mmm... I, I don't think so. I feel like but there are people who are like, um, you, instruments, it's fine. I, I can do any of them. And I'm like, I can't do one of them. So <laughs> I'm just impressed with just the guitar alone. 
Definitely once you learn like the mechanics of how a guitar neck works, then you can apply that to most other fretted oh. instruments. Yeah. Oh. I didn't think of it like that. That's actually a good point. They're like cousins. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Very cool. Very cool. So where were you born, David? Kansas City. Oh. oh. Wait, is that in Did Oklahoma? Did you not know that? Is that in Oklahoma? No, it's in Missouri. <laughs> no. I was like, I just, I knew. You're like, it's not I know Kansas. it's not Kansas. Yeah. I know. Anytime some, someone says Kansas City, I'm like, okay, so that's not in Kansas. Uh-huh. I remember that now. There is a Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah. Same city, basically. They just, there's a border that runs through them. Through the city, right? Oh. Yeah. But you were on the Missouri side. That's where I was born. But nice. I grew up on the Kansas side. Okay, so you grew up in Kansas. I mean, technically, I grew up like in the suburbs, you know. That's cool. Which could though. be anywhere. So. Yeah, that could <laughs> be anywhere. What do you lo- like? What's something that you think about when you were growing up there that influenced you in the music like direction? Like, mm. what's something about like Kansas City that got you with music? Um, there's a really cool kind of underground root scene there. That's sort of centered at this thing called the Rural Grit Happy Hour. It's like oh. a, a weekly gathering of people playing Americana. Ooh. Um, and mostly not pros, mostly people who are actually coming from the mechanic shop or whatever. Oh, cool. Um, so there's that. And then there's a pretty cool, like, uh, but small bluegrass and old time music scene. Mm. Um there's a massive bluegrass festival in South Central Kansas that I've gone to a bunch. And wow. When was the first time you went to a musical thing? Or was your family musical? Yeah, my family's musical. My dad especially. So I started playing like in the church band with him when I was like five. Okay. Um, I played tambourine, which... It's pretty sick. Hopefully, I was good because a bad tambourine player is. Can really they make or break it. Yes. So I must have been okay because they let me do it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like he plays guitar and harmonica and took me to shows a bunch growing up. Ooh, that sounds like a good bonding time with your dad. Like something that you guys were able to share together. For sure. Yeah, yeah. we usually play a little bit every time I see him. So. Oh, well, that's fun. That's yeah. awesome. That's really special. Yeah. Did he teach you to play the guitar? Mm-mm. He started. He played guitar after. Oh. I picked it up. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. So just you harmonica. inspired him. Yeah, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Do you yeah. have any siblings? I have an older brother. Is he also musical? He learned guitar before me, and then once I got better than him, he kind of oh, like stopped playing. No. <laughs> That's how I remember it. He might put it differently. But... <laughs> I'm sure he would. Sibling <laughs> rivalries are no joke. <laughs> Was your mom just listening to all this beautiful music? Yeah, she's Can a good play? singer, but... Oh, she got to sing? I'm, yeah. like, picturing... It's not it. like a family band. <laughs> <laughs> In our minds, like, why not? <laughs> why can't it be? That is the dream. I know, right? Yeah. Everybody thinks that's what it's like. Yeah, but really, I feel like making music with anyone, let alone family, mm-hmm. is pretty contentious. It's, yeah, it can be. Is that oh, how it is Or it can you? be really fun. Well, yes, no. it's usually very fun. I just mean, like, if you're, if I were to write and play and sing a song with my sister, oh, I could see there being some problems. Some Oasis energy. <laughs> oh, is that? Do you remember that band? I remember I remember Oasis, the band, yes. they broke up? Uh, I don't know if they formally broke up. They, the, it's two brothers, and then they just were famous for not getting along. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's all I mean. Is like if you're too close emotionally, I feel like sometimes music can like bring out like this vulnerability almost yeah. that mm. like makes 
rejection sting harder. Whereas if it's a friend or someone you know is just a creative partner, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to be like, okay, you don't like that. That doesn't hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't wound my inner child. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe so. There's a band named the Wood Brothers who one of the guys was in a band named Modesky Martin and Wood for like 20 years. So they both had their own careers for a while and now they play together as their main act and I, I think... feel like that's probably a better setup like you already know how like the music industry how you work in the music industry yeah. you kind of can let that ego that you probably had in the beginning go a little bit right and then actually make music you know yeah yeah ego and music not that musicians are egomaniacs i'm not saying that about <laughs> <laughs> music and ego for me at least personally it can be like I guess it's more so sensitive, like mm-hmm. it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable, yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. So when you release music or you make music, how do you deal with that vulnerability? Or do you mm-hmm. feel vulnerable? Good question. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I guess I go through like cycles of that. Most of what I have that's recorded that is out there is pretty personal. Um, my first thing I put out was like obviously a breakup album that I made about <laughs> obviously this one person and everyone else in the community that she and I had shared like made it with me and <laughs> oh, gosh. um but I think one as I get older like I have less heartbreak mostly yeah mm-hmm. definitely it's still down times but um and I also am less yeah, I think I'm thinking I was thinking about the next thing I want to make on the way over here and I think I want to make mostly things that are not personal stories. Okay. Be okay. kind of the or not obviously personal. solely personal. And and in a way I think that may help like make more room for the listener to find their own experience in it. Yeah, so. that's true. That's a really good way of putting it. I've never actually thought, well, I've thought about that, but I think what what's interesting is allowing the listener to figure it out for mm-hmm. themselves. A lot of the time it's like, I want to guide them so they figure out this one thing specifically. But mm-hmm. like, if you leave it up for open interpretation, that song ends up meaning something totally different. For everybody. Exactly. Like, so many people can have a different meaning mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me not to go full basic bitch, but to go full basic bitch. <laughs> For real though, Taylor Swift's like latest <laughs> album uh-huh. was actually pretty good. Are we talking about Evermore or Folklore? I think Folklore is the one I thought was really good that she did with the uh, the guy from the National. Yeah, it was really good. And there was a song on there where I was like, "Oh no, is she breaking up with that guy that everybody was so happy <laughs> she finally settled down?" Like, and so I googled it obviously to be like, "Is this about is she breaking up with this guy that she's been in love with forever?" and she, she gave an interview on it, and no, she watched um, The Marriage, or that movie, The Marriage. I know the one. On Netflix. It's okay. like with Adam Driver yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh. And it's about like this couple, and someone has an affair, and it, the marriage dissolves, and it's very like poetic and poignant as you watch this couple struggle with that. And that's what she wrote the song about. So it's kind of like that where it's not her problem, but it was like this thing that she... That influenced her and she was like, that's what I need And then I took my meaning to it, which was she's breaking up with this guy. Oh, yeah. Basic white bitch. But yeah, I I think it is a good way to, to write anything, music, poems, whatever, to like leave it open. Yeah. 
Yeah. Instead of super specific. But also super specific is good too. Storytelling, I think, is a beautiful thing in, in music. Like if you can write out a story, like a full story in a song, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That that is also I I said what I said and then <laughs> I'm thinking about some of those songs and they're like very specific. They're just not like I'm sad about this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, much. yeah. But like there's a song that's pretty new to the band that's just about like Okay, now we'll get personal. So a friend of mine died in November, and I wrote a bunch of sad songs about that. But I also, like, mostly knew him from, like, playing music together. So Mm -hmm. I wrote an upbeat, like, super fun song about, like, going to the jam and what that whole, like, whole night looks like with super specific details of, like, this one dude's name who's, like, very it's a, his name's Negosi. it's very unique most mm-hmm. people in the scene will know exactly who i'm talking about when i say that mm-hmm. um but i think also at least anyone who's been in that kind of like festival or jam setting will be like i know exactly what this is like Like the vibe of it is yeah. still very yeah. like consumable for everybody who yeah. wasn't necessarily there which i also think it's that's such a good tribute to him i think like yeah. to you're like you're telling your own story, but then you're also bringing all of these people in by like just saying his name or like just mm. pointing to like little things, and it creates a community from like just the song itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Plus, whenever we lose people, the best way to remember them is like the best things about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it kind of—at least for me—it when I grieve, I think about positive things, or I try to. It's mm. not always easy, but it kind of makes you happy that you got to experience them at all. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, instead yeah. of like, cause it's easy to grieve in the sad ways, which we all should, mm-hmm. but that's beautiful. So <laughs> yeah. There are 12 steps. <laughs> yeah. But well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Maybe I will put that whole thing out. I've thought about that too. You should. You like, really should. Well, no, not personal stuff, but I think the next, maybe the next thing this will be like. This seems like one that's like a, more of like a tribute than anything else. Like it's not like a breakup, but like you're, you're, you're kind of giving a shout out to your person, you know? Yeah. I think I'll do like, like all of the songs. No, I love that. Just make it at home and do it real cheap. And, yeah. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be so cool. So how many bands have you been in in your whole life? Um, I've never really been a like permanent member of any band as a sideman, so I've always been the band leader. Oh, oh. mostly because I'm not a great instrumentalist. I'm fine, but like you know, I hire people to play with me who are really amazing at guitar, fiddle, or whatever. So oh, I, I fronted my first band in high school. Like I was probably 15. I think my mom had to bring me to rehearsal (laughs) that's fun yeah and then that band broke up and then another version of it came back together in high school and then had a band in kansas city for a while and then one in denver and then now one here in utah and and now it's i think now that i understand how touring works a little more and studio stuff works like at least for like singer songwriters it's more like you kind of like hire the right people for the right for that job whether that job is this specific three-week tour we're gonna do or this year of touring or this two-week session yeah. in the studio it's not necessarily like these are my people all the time mm, interesting so, i was gonna ask like how you create yeah 
a band, is it kind of like that guy from Avengers that goes around and finds the <laughs> Avengers? Or... I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> Do you know what, what? that is? I don't know his name because I also haven't seen most of them. I've seen one. And he's You've seen just... that one. <laughs> it's Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yeah. And he goes, I'm, like, we have a Well, what's his name? You. You're such a... Uh, Nick Fury. Oh, yeah. Oh, Are, you oh. <laughs> Are you Nick Fury? I pulled out the reference. <laughs> yeah, Michael, who is he? Is that what it's like where you're, like, trying to assemble talent or... <laughs> I heard you're good at guitar. Want to sign up? <laughs> uh, sort of. I mean, it's... You'll, like, you'll meet people at a jam or see them play at a show or something and... A lot of of it's social network and yeah, figuring out who's like, some of it's like, that guy's awesome, but he's too busy. We just can't hire him. Uh, He won't be able to play stuff with us because he has this bigger gig or whatever. So yeah, musical like prowess is not the only factor for sure. Unless you're in the studio and usually you can just hire whoever you want because that's a short lived thing. That's interesting to know that some bands maybe are hiring different people for certain things oh yeah do you know of any bands that do that too other i'm sure yes mm. well yeah but i mean it's it's mainly like singer songwriters who would do that that makes sense and sometimes there's like holdovers who've been with so and so forever like willie nelson has this guy paul who's been with him forever but you know they've changed out drummers along the way and that sort of thing like so. you almost have a partner in crime and then you have supporting actors that come in every so often yeah 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 Who's your favorite person you've pulled in? Uh, my like number one dude is this guy Sam Armstrong Zikafus. He lives in Denver, actually. Oh, okay. Um, which is where I was based before living here. And even though my records are like full band records, it's not really affordable to bring a whole band on tour most of the time. So I kind of just go with him, and he's great. He plays guitar and banjo super well. Oh, nice. Um, sings great harmonies and writes good songs and so that's my guy that's kind of cool you have a guy yeah i'm afraid though i think the world's gonna figure it out soon and he's gonna get picked up by like (laughs) a big band (laughs) you're like so you and i we gotta strike a deal is there a pact scratch the name from the recording no one needs to know who he is exactly (laughs) i think he would always go with me if he had the time but eventually i just think he'll be like the thing is, I'm getting like 500 a day with this guy, yeah. and it's like very solid. You yeah, know? And you're like, but we have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can offer you fun. fun. Yeah. Or $500. What lasts longer? Right. <laughs> Happiness. So, how did you end up in Salt Lake City? Yeah. Uh, my wife's job. Nice. So, did here. you meet her in, in Denver? Denver. Oh, yep. Okay. Very mm-hmm. cool. And then you came here for her? Yep. That's sweet. Aww. Yeah. That's romantic. What a yeah. gem. <laughs> it's uh, it's close enough to Denver too that I get back pretty often. Oh, so. that's good. That's yeah. a nice I mean, frontier flight. You just can't bring any luggage, and you should cut your legs off. Before you sit down <laughs> in the chair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually going out there soon for my father-in-law's surprise party. I don't think this will be out by then. No, definitely necessarily won't. Necessarily, <laughs> here. I was actually planning on sending it to your father-in-law specifically. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, I just did the math and I was like, well, because I'm only there for like a day and a half, but going to the airport, getting into DIA, getting an Uber, trying to go see actually Sam's release show the night before the party for his album and all that. I was like, it might be two hours extra 
of like travel time if I just drive. So yeah. I'm just going to drive. No, oh, that's probably smart. smart. Yeah. That's one thing I've like failed to think about. I yeah. was just, I've slowly been realizing sometimes it is faster to drive, even if it's a six hour yeah. drive. Cause you don't really think of travel time, including standing in line at TSA. Yes, exactly. You, know, you don't really like, yeah. From start to finish, your trip could be like four hours, four hours. And then like you said, like the Uber and everything. Oh yeah. right. no, that just changed my whole perspective. <laughs> Flying's way safer though. So, <laughs> That's true. That's you know, true. That you is can do true. that. That's good. Even though I forget that when I fly, you know, nervous flyer over yeah. here. So Kansas, Denver, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And do you have any bands coming out or albums coming out soon or your uh well i spent like a boatload of money i raised like it you know did a kickstarter and stuff and then and made this album that came out last june which was just like you know once the wheels are rolling like you just can't stop that Uh, machine so easily um but it was horrible timing to release that so pandemic pandemic it was like the peak tour? of the Black Lives Matter movement, oh. which like definitely deserved attention. Yeah, exactly. More than my album, but um, I'm gonna re-release it oh. as a deluxe package with like acoustic versions, live versions, and Ooh. oh, there you go. I love a that. bunch of videos. Hopefully by the end of the summer. There you go. What's yeah. it called? State to state. State, state to state. state. Yeah. And what was the motivation behind that one? The artistic. Veer. Yeah. Uh, It was, I made two records in Kansas City, but kind of thought that I was going to like do other things with my life and unless that like took off in a big way, but like mostly that doesn't happen. Mostly you have to like grind forever and enjoy the journey or you're not going to be happy. That's Um, true. Most people don't like get signed quickly if ever, you know, which is fine if you can build a business that works for you. Um, but I didn't really see that at the time. So I moved to Colorado. I went to grad school, became a teacher, taught for a little while, got hit by a truck, almost died. I mean, I actually didn't almost die. Like it could have been way worse. Hit by a truck in a car or like as a pedestrian? On like a Vespa type thing. Yeah. So, but I was fine actually. I mean, it could, it could have been way worse, but. Did you know hospital time? What is fine? Yeah. What? Yeah. I feel like you're fine. I broke my nose. Oh, That was it. That's actually not And it didn't need surgery. But still, you got hit by a truck. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wow, that's traumatizing. Yeah, and I had like a con- yeah, you know, concussion, yeah, yeah. etc. So I was like, that's what made me sort of reassess. And I didn't intend to quit teaching. I liked doing it, but I did feel like I need to start. And what did you teach? Sorry. Like fifth grade. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so it was cool. kind of like a wake-up moment of like, how do I want to spend my time leading an examined life almost? Like yeah, I could have cool. lost my life. How do I want to spend my yeah. time? Yeah, I like that phrase. Yeah. Leading an examined life. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So then I started making music again, put a band together, started playing shows, and just felt like I knew I wanted to do that in some capacity. Yeah. Whatever that would lead to. When you play like a string of really good shows and people are getting the vibe, it's like, I would love to do just this. Yeah. If I can. But I'm happy with like the other things I've scattered into my yeah. income streams that keep me going and allow yeah. you to keep doing like the stuff that you yeah they're all flexible for that yeah. reason kind of so. feeds the passion yeah. for yeah. the show 
it, the... when it comes to being here specifically, mm-hmm. what is like the favorite, what's your favorite part of like the music scene here? Or is there even a good music scene here? <laughs> um, the scene here, as far as I've experienced it, is really small. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, especially in like acoustic music. I think there's maybe a decently sized like metal or punk scene. But... There is actually. It's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But that's not really what I do. So. <laughs> No metal um, for you. <laughs> so the, like, uh, there's obvious uh, problems with that, but the benefits are that like I know everybody. Um, it's been easy to get connected and yeah, get on is... some bigger stages and stuff. So kind of easy to infiltrate, to uh, network. Easier yeah. to network. Yeah, it's a better word. Yeah, yeah. Infiltrate. <laughs> I mean, within a few like weeks of going to a single jam, I like I think that's when I had met pretty much everyone yeah. who yeah. plays here. That's so interesting. <laughs> so. Yeah, comedy is a little similar just in that way where you can go to a few open mics. Ironically, there's a huge comedy scene here, but you can kind of meet the people you need to meet if you make sure you go and network. So I I know that feeling of going into a new place and knowing you have to kind of like figure it out. Be like friends with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of stressful. It is a little bit stressful. That's why I don't do it. Would you you identify as an introvert or an extrovert? Definitely an extrovert. I mean, I think I've become more balanced as I've gotten older, but like, yeah, there was a season there when I was like teaching from seven to four every day. And then I'd do whatever, finish other work, grading, exercise, and then go to a show or a songwriter circle or something until as late as like midnight on a weeknight and do that like four nights a week, you know? Um, But I just miss that. (laughs) I just, I, I only miss it. You yeah. miss it? I mean, it, I was definitely tired all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure you miss like certain aspects of like that adrenaline and stuff that you would get from it. Oh, yeah. And I just love like, I think my favorite thing in music is the community among musicians. Yeah. And that could be like living in Denver or maybe Salt Lake, but there haven't been shows most of the time I've lived here. That's true. Because of pandemic. But um, living in Denver and like running into people who also do what you do. Um, or like a much, in a much bigger way, like these people that I only see at this festival or this conference every year or every other year, but like you pick right up. Oh, that's interesting. That's nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't know of a community that I've ever heard described like that. Like Uh. where it's just like, doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. When you make that connection, you make that connection. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. I think part of that is that it's like a pretty unique way to live and make a living and and specific like set of things you know and do and so it's easy to like find that rapport quickly with people. A common who, ground who there. Yeah. Like a common interest. Do you have any other hobbies as a musician that like maybe would surprise people? Oh, I don't know. Are you like a closet gardener? <laughs> would that be all that surprising? <laughs> Like, I mean, everyone knows jalapenos and musicians. You just you can't. you you have to have them. <laughs> uh, I run a lot. Oh, yeah, I'm training for a like an ultra marathon this fall and 
ultra marathon so, is that different than a normal marathon <laughs> i assume it is i don't yeah. know what the difference is i feel like there is one but i'm excited this to know. one happens on trails and it's uh 50 miles long oh right so it's just 50 <laughs> why <laughs> why lauren doesn't understand the masochism happening i wish you could see my face what why what, is, what about it draws you in because i do not understand well uh i think a lot of people's experience with running distance running is like a middle school mile time trial or yes, something very true which is miserable <laughs> but most most of trail running is like you could you're running slow enough that you could have a comfortable conversation with somebody so it's more like like fast hiking yeah you're like (laughs) enjoying the woods for a long time for a very long time (laughs) at an almost uncomfortable Mm. pace i like that but it's 50 miles Mm. so how long does that usually take yeah i don't know uh are you hoping it? i haven't run that far before um how far have you run i did a 50k last year which is 31 miles can you even imagine doing that that's like running to spanish fork from here (laughs) That would be miserable. <laughs> Where I did it was on the Virgin River Rim. I don't oh, know if you've so been it there. Beautiful. It was gorgeous. Okay. I, I don't know, 10, 11 hours is what I'm hoping for on that Straight? one. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, I'm not going to like sit down and be like, listen, I got to take a break. <laughs> I'm just... Well, because I have heard of like the 100-mile runs or whatever yeah. where they do take... Do they sleep? I don't... Like they, I don't know. It's like four hours or something. They get to sleep. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you it know? might depend on the race. Oh, I think okay. on hundreds, most people don't sleep. Cool. I bet that's really good for their body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even the training going up to that. Whoa. Yeah. That's intense. I have a friend working. He's not running it, but he's working a 250 mile foot race right now. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. I, I really hope that people are juicing. Like, I, are they doing steroids? They I really have think to be. they should be. I mean, you don't even, like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> you even see the fucking marathon runners in the Olympics and, like, they're dying at mile 27. So, what's going on? Uh, well, these people are running much slower. But still. You know, I did read recently that women are actually like top performers in ultra long distance mm-hmm. anything, pain any tolerance. sport. Really? Yeah, yeah, they have a higher pain tolerance and they're like able to just kind of like grit it down and just do the damn Hashtag thing. Hashtag be a woman. <laughs> Which it was funny because I was like, for once, there's a sport we're better at. <laughs> it just so happens that it has to take, you know, 18 hours to, be able to, to do prove it. This. That yeah, that's fascinating. Ten to eleven hours, you will need 50. a lot of sleep. After what that. do you think about think so, while you're yeah. running for twelve hours? Yeah. Uh, again, I've never run that long. I've hiked long days like that, which is not that different than the pace yeah, I'll be yeah, running yeah, yeah. at. But I don't know. I I might need to train more. I off the truth is I often listen to books while I'm running. Smart. That would make sense. Um, What's but, the last book you listened to? All I've listened to during pandemic is a fantasy series uh oh okay yeah i thought i was gonna be outing myself no not at all i'm in it man um which i've always been a fantasy fan but especially when like the world is a place that sucks you might want to get away from for a while yeah (laughs) it's not the best right now go into game of thrones world yeah absolutely with 
and dragons. What are you yeah. talking about? Don't think about the beheading. <laughs> I always just, <laughs> it's funny because I, I have a friend who's into fantasy, not Lauren. Um, this is actually information for me. Okay. And we might have a new co-host next time. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And she's gone. <laughs> just actually, kidding. I've been mostly reading this guy, Brandon Sanderson, who's <gasps> uh, a Utah local. Mistborn? So. Oh, yeah. Oh. Look at these two. <laughs> Elizabeth's born. like, I need to leave. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, no. Mistborn. So book one, two, or three. Yeah, I'm rereading no the first trilogy again. Oh really? Nice. Yeah. Uh, I need to. I need to get back in it. I Honestly, finished it I just, a few months ago. I just love when people read. I'm just happy you're reading. I mean, I'm <laughs> listening to books. Still, it's yeah. like Similar. a lot. Like hours Similar. so that yeah. you know if you need a good book to listen to for that long brian oh, yeah. sanderson is the one to go for yeah his books are super long yeah they are <laughs> i think one in the mistborn series was like 30 hours can you imagine pulling out that book to read that thing had to have been massive oh yeah yeah his more recent books are i think the one last one i listened to was 55 hours so with fantasy, I feel like what goes into that is like this world creation. Yeah. Yes. And so what do you both love about that? Is it the escapism? Yes. I think for me, actually, I think it's a combination of things. I think escapism comes with the territory when you are listening to fantasy books. Like that's just your reality. And so I think you're taken away from things no matter like if that's your intention or not. Mm-hmm. But I think for me with fantasy, it's that you have this author who is building this entire world in their mind enough to write a book that can illustrate it so well that you have a full-blown picture. Mm -hmm. And like it's different than doing like a book that's set in the 1930s or something where you have framework for what it is. Right, yeah. This is... They made it up. Full-blown and it has to be good and it has to be a full-on world for you to sell it. For you to like lose yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the trickiest part in doing that is building it in a way that's like implicit details along the way. Mm-hmm. So you even don't feel even like Sanderson, cold. sometimes it's like you've spent like a while oh explaining gosh. how this works to me rather than yes. like letting the plot happen. Yeah. And he has to do it. And I think normally he does a great job with it, but it's there a hard There are some times where it's like you've been explaining this tree for a hot ass minute, man. You got to yeah. move on. You've really let me know how this magic system works. Exactly. Like I Because there is a system to the magic exactly. and you yeah. have to know that. It's like I could take a everything test now. crumbles uh-huh. <laughs> beneath the magic. Yeah. Okay. No, but Brian Sanderson, that's, that's cool. a really, really good one. Yeah. 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 So fantasy books get you through fifty mile runs. I mean, us. maybe. I don't know if I'll you know, when I did that fifty K last year. Which is still impressive, by the way. Uh, thanks. I had plans to listen to things, but it was like, it just was so beautiful. And I, you know, a year prior thought I would never be able to run that far. And, um, so I just like zenned out and didn't listen to anything the whole time. You had nature around That's right. Practicing mindfulness sounds like, or like presence in the moment of nature. That's pretty cool. It's going to be, when is the, like the 50 mile run? When are you? Uh, November 20th. Okay. So I've got a while. Where is that going to be? It's in Moab. So is that going to be warm? I don't actually know. Uh, it'll be in like high 70s. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, low 80s. And we were there in December of last year and it was like... 60s? Like high 60s, low 70s. And you know, with climate okay. change, it could be better weather. <laughs> I mean, ideally, 
it's like 50 degrees. Yeah, you might yeah. In, in a perfect, perfect world. In 50 degrees, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think it starts at like 5 a.m. though, so oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be cool for a while, yeah. What's the elevation going to be like on that? Like, how do you know, like, your starting point, how high you'll be going? Um, it's, There's not a ton on that course. Um, I would be interested to see, like, what, what you're gaining in elevation. I can tell you right now. I would love that. It's kind of interesting. I ran a half marathon once, and it was all downhill. Oh, nice. Which was actually, I got stress fractures in my feet. Oh, yikes. So, just be careful. <laughs> okay. Uh, total vertical gain on this is 3,800 feet, which over 50 miles yeah. is not very much. No, it's not. So. Yeah, I I ran that, and I felt accomplished enough to probably not do it ever again, but that was just me, uh-huh. and it could change, no judgment. <laughs> But it was funny. I noticed when I trained for it, maybe this is your experience too, that once you like get past mile six hmm. or three, it's, it was between three and six, I was able to kind of like zone out. Yeah. Like you're just doing, your body's just kind of taking control yeah. of mm-hmm. the situation and you're, you, you're kind of free to stop thinking about how badly you want it to stop. Isn't that like a word? <laughs> maybe you were running too fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please. I mean, I, yeah, I think you have a good way of saying that like most people's frame of reference is the freaking timed mile that they make you do in school. That's freaking awful that uh-huh. nobody ever wants to experience ever again. And I'm sure that that's pretty common for people. Yeah. So what's yeah. your mile? Yeah. Seven minute mile? What's funny you should ask. Oh, <laughs> um, he actually just ran a mile this morning so he could tell us this specifically. Yes, right? I did. Okay, great. Well, well not so that I could tell you, but... <laughs> Well, in high school, my personal record was like 5.03 or something like that. That's crazy. Um, And the older you get, the harder it is to go super fast. Uh, So I don't know if if it's possible, Um, but I'm trying to break five right now. Wow. So I've been like focused on that, doing specific workouts for that for a while. And today was my first time trial. How was it? 546 what the so fuck i have a ways to go <laughs> well we're both like what 546 for a mile and you when you said you know as you get older things aren't the same i was thinking like okay so maybe like seven. a seven yeah no because like i'm at an eight it's like it's not i'm i'm 45 seconds away i'm disappointed it's just not great. That's going to be a hard 45 seconds yeah, it to is. get. It is going to be a really hard 45 <laughs> seconds. But off. for that to be your first like time that's in your bad. running, that's not bad. Yeah. Starting in a pretty good spot. Yeah. So be, be positive about it. Let's see how the rest of the year goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does your wife run or is it just the She thing? does. Okay. Yep. Yep. She signed up for the 50K at the same race in November. Oh, so, so she's going to run 31 yeah. miles. That is yeah. crazy. Good for you guys. I have so much respect for you guys. Do you run together? Is it like... Um, You know, this week we were like, we should try to plan this more because we're... Like, my pace is generally a little faster than hers, but it doesn't matter so much for... Like, a lot of what you're trying to train is your slow twitch muscles and in aerobic zone, so your, like, heart rate should be pretty low. So I could I could run with her. So we're gonna try to run together. Ooh, right. interesting. Bottom line. You don't think it's gonna be like making music with your brother, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Like start racing. 
I don't think so. No. That's good. You're like, you thought this was going to be a fun run. <laughs> it's not. Let's go. Yeah, Let's exactly. Go. Ready, set, go. Like, you ready? She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She'd be like, bye. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, I'll go run on my own. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's like a good way to bond. Are there any other hobbies? Like, you lived in Denver. Oh, yeah. And um, they I ski there. And Salt Lake City is skiing. Do you ski? Do you snowboard? We do ski. I'm pretty active outside. You like the outdoors? I bet yeah. that must have been a win then, coming to Salt Lake. Yeah. Because, sure. no offense, I went to Denver before. <laughs> and I remember being like, wait, the, the they're known for their rocky mountains. And uh-huh. I was like, we're so used to. Explain to me where they are. Exactly. Oh we're so uh... used to it being so tucked up against the mountains. that I remember getting there and I was like, oh. Those? They're way over there. They're way over there. Yeah. But when you actually get into them, oh, so gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. So, yeah. what do you guys think is better, our mountains or Denver? I mean, I'm biased, one thousand percent biased. <laughs> Denver. Denver. <laughs> oh, God. I'm kidding. You traitor. No, uh-huh. definitely. I I'm gonna be biased. I grew up here. So. Yeah. Um, I really like how close they are here. They're beautiful. I think they're and and they're less crowded. So. Colorado's more populous and yeah. I think maybe trends more towards like outdoor recreation as yeah. far as people who are choosing to move there. So that's like the downside there. But the Rockies like stretch for like 200 miles Forever. and the Wasatch is like kind of skinny. <laughs> kind of true. Skinny. <laughs> that's true. It goes to like what? Santa Quinn? Or you mean wide? Yeah. Like, yeah, they keep going. Oh, yeah. It's like oh. most of the state is... Was all mountain. the mount, which is why they were the Rockies state baseball team. Yeah. What are baseball? Yeah, the, no, the, the Rockies. Rockies basketball. What baseball? You're yeah. right. You're right. Nuggets. Basketball, the Rockies. Yeah. Nuggets I is know basketball. Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really answer, David. Which ones? Which do you ones like do you better? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh you know, I can't choose. You. Wow. Okay. Slick. <laughs> all right all right so yeah, we'll I... be ending the interview now <laughs> no way okay pros and cons on both sides pros and cons level-headed i think politics are in your future have you ever thought about definitely running? not no thank you <laughs> like that's like offensive how dare you <laughs> we hate politicians <laughs> what are your socials yes plug oh, yourself uh the facebook is at music david birchfield I don't. I think I screwed that up at one point when I was setting that up. And then the Instagrams at David Birchfield Music. Music. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And is there anything you want people to know about your music? Yeah. Mm, no, I just go listen to it. Yeah, just go listen that, to uh, it. Are you on Spotify? iTunes, yeah, all it's the everywhere. places. Mm-hmm. And the album was State to State. Album State to State. Yeah, all of the main stuff is everywhere. There's a couple little like smaller production things on my Bandcamp. Oh, okay, which nice. Which is a good place to listen. Sweet. So, yeah. Awesome. Plug the Bandcamp. Plug the Bandcamp. That's yeah. where I used to find cool bands yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. You would. I know. I was like, that's how I got my hipster cred. There you and go. And I was just downloading music. I've been listening to From... David Birchfield and the Fire Guild since before anybody knew about them. Since before since they knew before about I them. knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. It was on bad camp. That's okay. impressive. Bad camp, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming yes, by. Thank, thank you. Yeah, it's thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Super fun. Good to pick your brain and see what it's like to be a musician here in yeah. 
Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City with yeah. these skinny little Wasatch Mountains. <laughs> skinny little Wasatch. Babies. They are so great. I love them <laughs> so much. <laughs>